Would you pray with me? Loving God, by your word this morning, set us free. Set us free from whatever is holding us down. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. So can I complain a minute? It isn't easy being a preacher because every week we get up here and we talk about love, love, love. And as Clover and I joke sometimes, we're pretty sure all you hear is blah, blah, blah. Now, maybe you don't. I I hope not. But this is about me right now. And if I'm using my feeling words, I would say, I feel insufficient, frustrated, lacking, just about every time I work on a sermon. Because I know that I'm trying to get across a pretty straightforward message. It's really the one thing that every sermon is circling in one way or another. That all of this is about love. But I can't just say that. I have to come at it in a way that that catches you off guard, that, that surprises you. I have to tell it slant as Emily Dickinson says. Tell all the truth, but tell it slant. Success in circuit lies. Too bright for our infirm delight, the truth's superb surprise. The truth's superb surprise, from the Christian perspective, is that love, as Paul says in our scripture this morning, is above all else. The greatest commandment, you know, is to love God, love your neighbor. If you've been to a wedding ever, you know that faith, hope, and love remain. But the greatest of these is love. In 1 John, it says it about as plainly as it can be said, that God simply is love. And yet I cannot just sit down now. Because even though you hear it, even though you get it, even though you knew it before you came here today, you will still walk out those doors and pick up right about where you left off when you came. You will barely get into the narthex before the person you came with says something irritating And you start to feel a little hangry. And whatever it was that seemed so clear when Pastor Ian was talking starts to fade. What was it he was talking about today? (laughs) Something about love. 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 Blah, blah, blah. And to be very clear, my complaint is not that you are not able to love everyone all the time. Of course not. That's crazy hard. I just want you to make it to your car (laughs) and still remember that you're supposed to try to love everyone all the time. I just want you to make it to next Sunday committed to the idea that love is your first priority, 
your main goal, your greatest commandment. But I don't think you can do that. And you know why I think that? Because I can't do it either. I want to. It makes perfect sense here in church. Or if I'm having a, you know, a moment at the top of a mountain or playing with a puppy, a baptism. It all seems so clear. Of course, it's all about love. And then it starts to fade. Why is that? Now, at the psychological level, we could say, well, it's, it's because life is full of stresses. We get triggered. Our amygdala gets fired up and all of that. And true enough. But I think there's also something going on at a spiritual level. So I'm going to get a little woo-woo on you again today and tell you what I think is going on. I believe that each of us is a soul. It's not that we have a soul, we are a soul. We have a body. We have emotions. We have thoughts. Boy, do we have thoughts. But we are a soul. And that soul, I believe, is on a journey of becoming, of remembering. That's a bit like waking up from a deep sleep. And what we're waking up to, what we are remembering, is that at our core, who we are, what we are, is love. The Bible says that we are made in the image of God, right? And as I just reminded you, 1 John says that God is love. Well, then according to the transitive property of mathematics, which as you know, states that if A equals B and B equals C, well, then A equals C. You can't argue with math, people. You are love. And that's why sometimes it seems so obvious that all of this is about love. And then we fall back asleep. Because I think the fact is this journey of waking up is a long one. A very long one. One that I suspect began long before we were born into these bodies. And one that will continue long after these bodies return to the earth. And some of us have woken up to our loveness a little more than others. And once in a while we find someone who seems almost fully awake. Maybe a Bishop Desmond Tutu. Or a Mother Teresa, Dalai Lama. But they're not always famous. I know an 80-something former nun who lives in Estes Park who's getting very close. She would never say that about herself. That's part of what happens. 
But with people like this, you can almost see the light of their souls shining through. They almost glow a little. In our scripture this morning, the Apostle Paul uses his favorite metaphor for this, dying to our old self and clothing ourselves in a new way of being. I think Paul and the early Christians were beginning to get this. Filled with the Holy Spirit and and their hearts on fire with love of Jesus, they were beginning to see that you actually can make love your highest goal all of the time. Above all, clothe yourselves with love and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of Jesus Christ. And when you do that, some very interesting things start to happen. When you commit to love above all else, that clarity of purpose gives you the strength to say no to some other things. When old ways of being rise up, you are able to say, no, no, favorite compulsion. Sorry, petty judgment. Maybe next time, crippling self-doubt. I'm with love now. It has a remarkable healing power. You know the old adage about spending your life climbing the ladder only to realize that your ladder was propped against the wrong wall. Something like that happens when our souls are asleep. It's not our fault. We don't know which wall matters. So we prop that ladder against the wall of career or money or status, of appearance or power or intellect. But they always leave us wanting because your soul only has one thing it really wants to do. Wake up to itself as the radiant light of love. This is why Jesus can say to a bunch of poor peasants, you are the light of the world. Because they are. And you are. And I am. And discovering this is the only wall that matters. Like I said a few weeks ago, if you're over 40, it's time. All those other walls are for the first half of life. There's only one game now. So what if today was the day that when you walked out of church, you didn't forget? What if this moment you decide that for the rest of your life, you will only have one real goal. To show up every day in every situation with as much love as you can muster. And yes, you will fail at it more than you succeed. 
But that's not the point. That's what your ego wants to make this about so it can dismiss this sermon as being unrealistic and go back to focusing on things that don't matter. What I'm saying is what if you make a secret pact with yourself? You don't have to tell anyone that for the rest of your life, your focus, your reason for existence is going to be waking up to the love that you are. That's your goal. Now, if you do this, your life will continue much about the same as it was. That's because people won't be able to tell a big difference, at least not at first. But you will know when you're sitting in that meeting at work or when you're talking to your child or to the clerk at the grocery, you'll know. When you're doing the laundry or going for a walk or cooking dinner, that your life is now about the one thing. The one thing above all else. Becoming the love that you are. Clothing yourself in it. Letting the peace of Christ rule in your heart in whatever you do, word and deed. You will know, just like the early church knew, that you are a soul. And your soul is on a magnificent journey of awakening. And yes, it will fall asleep again sometimes. But little by little, over time, you will begin to be in the world in a new way. Eventually, you may even glow a little. So do this as an act of faith in God. Do this for your own soul that has been waiting so long for this. Do it so that at least once I can know that I preached love, love, love and someone heard more than just blah, blah.